What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kev and Riverhounds head coach Bob Lilly. Get ready, because we're kicking off 2019 with a bang. Let's go! Can you believe that, guys? No, I mean, that is no, the craziest sequence of events we've seen in, a, in quite a period of time. In the top right corner, gentlemen. Out to the middle, back to Coach, welcome back to the show, and uh, happy 2019. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's a new year. Hopefully, uh, better results this year. Uh, I thought last year was good, but it can be better. Uh, so hopefully, we're doing the right stuff in the off season to to prepare to have a better season in 2019. I love this. You just like hit the ground running. I was going to ask you how your holiday was, if you're taking any time. No, you are straight to business. Just <laughs> we're getting into it. You're not. You're 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 really not interested in that other stuff. <laughs> you're interested in what the Riverhounds are going to do. So this is very and true. I'm assuming our listeners are as yes. well. So absolutely. Um, so I guess let's get into it. So last time we talked to you, well, I guess we talked to you a few times in the last preseason but you sort of came in amidst a bit of a whirlwind now you've been here a year you've had to had some time to settle in what did you learn last year and what were your biggest takeaways from sort of your first full season in charge with the hounds well i i mean i I think people watching closely can see you know that the quality in the league has gone up significantly over the last three years or so um you, you you have to move very quickly in terms of getting your team up to speed early. You know, the East is is very competitive. There's a lot of good teams uh, in the league in general, but in the East, I think it's, it's very difficult when you can look up and down Nashville and, and Indy, Indy 11's rosters and they finished seventh and eighth in the East and just made the playoffs. And there were some good teams that missed the playoffs. Um, so I, I, I don't think you can have enough urgency as, as a, as an organization or as a team going into a season, you know, if you, if you want to get better and, and we do, and we want to chase championships you know, we, we're going to have to hit the ground running. I mean, you're going to see a, a, a jump for sure from Nashville with them. They've already signed Cameron Lancaster. Who know, who else, uh, who else they may sign is anybody's guess. Uh, but they're going to be aggressive, similar to Cincinnati last year, you know, cause they are going into MLS the following year. Um, I think Indy 11, it was a disappointing season for them with the talent and, you know, the experience they had on their roster. I know they won't be content with seven. Um, Then you start talking about the Red Bulls and Louisville, Charleston, good year in and year out. Um, There's no easy touches. I think Birmingham will will come in and, and be similar to Nashville. Um, They'll bring a lot of uh, experience 
with with Jay Heaps and and Tommy Sone from MLS and you know connections there will will they'll be able to attract players and Birmingham is is a soccer city. I mean, they played a number of national team games down there and I think it'll be an interesting market to see how that how that develops, you know, going into it. Um but I look around and and I know uh I know the biggest thing I learned is we got to get better. We, uh, continuity is important and we've kept some good pieces. Um, we felt like, you know, we had to be more consistent in certain areas, uh, to maybe string more wins together at a time, you know, and, and, and be able to score, you know, on a more consistent basis, even close as good as we were defensively, you know, we let ourselves down in some, in some situations in terms of having points secured and, you know, to have the lead twice in the final and, and give up tying goals that eventually cost us, uh, I can go on with a number of other things, but I think the the big point I'm trying to make is we want to be aggressive. We want to get better, you know, in all facets, all aspects. And, uh, and that's going to be, that's going to require us obviously trying to bring uh, good quality in and, and to have a clear vision, you know, how we want to play. Um, so that we can we can move this club forward. We'll have to be better to be at the top of the standings again next year. I mean, so so you touched a bit on it there about kind of, I mean, obviously you guys are looking inward and, and wanting to, to kind of focus on yourselves and progress the club in that way. But, I mean, you talked about looking outward too and looking at the strength of the USL, uh, especially in the Eastern Conference growing. I, from a fan's pers- perspective, I think, I think last season – the hounds were a bit of an unknown quantity. I think, you know, from, from our previous results, you know, there was that kind of expectation around the club, but then, you know, your pedigree that you bring with you and the players that you bring with you, it was kind of hard for anyone to judge, okay, where, where are the hounds going to end up this season? And so I think, you know, at least once again, from a fan's perspective, the hounds might've caught a lot of people off guard, maybe a little bit surprised, but I think with the fact of, you know, since he leaving and us finishing third and uh, you know, last season at the top, I think going into this season, do, do you feel like you guys kind of have a target on your back now? I mean, the, you know, the hounds aren't going to take anyone by surprise this season. I think if anything, you know, if, if people are writing their predictions out for, you know, who's going to finish top in the East, you know, I, I, I would guess it's between us and Louisville and a couple other teams. I mean, do, do you feel that pressure as a club, um, you know, the change from last season to this season? Well, I, I think if you if you want to be that type of club, you have to feel it and embrace it. Like you know, it's an expectation, right? And it's it's not always easy to 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 deal with that expectation. But the more times you do it, and the more comfortable you get with it, uh, the more success you're ultimately going to have. I believe, you know, so. Yeah, I think people will expect a lot, not just here, but, you know, 
people talking about the league or in other cities and um and it's important that we understand that going in you know that if we want to win things we have to be able to handle that and you know we talked a lot last year cuz i expected us to to push higher up and i think we proved that over the course of the year that you know, we played comfortably with the Louisvilles and Cincinnati's and teams at the top. And, you know, I know we lost a 1-0 game to Charleston at home last year that we could have easily won that game 3-0. So I think we were, we were maybe even a little bit better than where we ended up. Um, but you you know, you can't, you can't win on potential alone. You know, you have to be able to do it at the biggest moments and you have to be able to handle those pressures and stresses deep in the season and grinding out results as Louisville got on a good run heading into the playoffs and was able to, to find their footing at the right time, you know, and, and, and have a good run in and win a championship. And, you know, we played them twice, beat them there. We tied them here. We're, we're fortunate at the end to come back. But the balance of the home game, you know, the 2-2 draw, I thought we were the better team. Um, and that has to give know, you guys confidence going into next season, right? I mean, to be able to look at, you know, the quote-unquote best team in the USL last season and kind of feel like you had their number last season, I mean, that has to feel good. Well, it, it, it shows what, what we're capable of, but being capable and having potential – uh, we know in all sports with athletes, with players, you know, that's not good enough. You know, you have to have that ability and it certainly gives the, the group confidence that we can play well. Now it's execution. Now it's getting better. Now it's working out all those little details that make the difference. You know, you can be as talented as you want, if we don't have all the other things in place, the consistency and the mentality, uh, there's too many good teams. You know what I'm saying? You'll get, you'll get, you'll get figured out at some point. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think we grew a lot last year, you know, in terms of our culture and how we go about things and, and that, you know, we're, we're trying to win things and we need to train hard and we, you know, we have to play well against the top teams. And uh, now it's okay. You know, that's all important and it's, it's very important, but it's surface level too. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, now we got to get into the nitty gritty, you know, there's a, there are 16 good teams last year that went in the playoffs. Only one team wins it all. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you you have to be battle-tested and you have to be, you know, we, we had a game against Cincinnati winning 1-0, playing very well. We had a midweek game in Indy. <clears throat> had the lead, lead. They tied it late in stoppage. Three days later, put ourselves in another great position in Cincinnati winning 1-0. Mr. PK still got a goal after that, you know, had things pretty well under control. 
make a mistake defending a restart in the 79th minute. It's 1-1, and then Addy scores late, I don't either in stoppage time or just before stoppage time. And we lose 2-1 in Cincinnati. This was maybe with eight, nine games to go in the season, right? Fell short, you know. So I think, you know, we, we, we have a clear picture of areas we, we need to get better at this year and have, uh, you know, have a little bit more uh, tenacity in those big moments. And, um, and it's not to say I thought we worked hard as a group. We showed improvement in a lot of areas. I know, you know, we were, we were better on the whole offensively in the back end of the season didn't, didn't ever get, you know, to where we wanted to, where the goals were flying in consistently game in and game out. But I think we were a little bit better in terms of dominating games, dictating play, you know, having clear understanding on, on, on how we played. And I think that got, better in a lot of ways but other teams got better during the season as well right well, so i was gonna go say ahead. was that was that sort of you know sort of watching from the outside as a fan it, it almost seemed like the first half of the season we were sort of known for being sort of like shut down like we're gonna win these games one nothing two nothing but good luck trying to score against us and it seemed like towards the second half of the season things started to open up a lot more like you just alluded to was that a system thing where you sort of came in and said okay the first thing is we're gonna you know be really tough to score against and then once the guys have that we're gonna open up or is this just sort of they weren't grasping what they needed to do on an offensive standpoint. And we just weren't seeing it until everybody gelled towards the second half of the season. I think that's a great question. I think, I think defending is always easier uh, than scoring goals, let's say. And, and I think, you know, being organized, I have enough experience to get a team, even a new group of players organized pretty quickly. Um, Doing the work. Okay. I can pick the guys that I know are going to consistently give me the work to make it hard to break us down. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that, that is a little bit easier scoring, breaking down defenses consistently, being composed in the final third to make the right choice, get your shot on frame, all those things, they generally take teams longer. Um, We obviously understood the value of points and wins in the beginning of the season count just as much. You know, you don't want to be sitting in 10th, uh, intense position at the all-star break. I know we don't have an all-star game, but you don't, want, you don't want to be removed from the top teams at the midway point of the season. And I think guys were quick. You know, they went to Nashville, had a tough home or tough opener in Nashville and ground out a result there. I think that gave us confidence that, you know, Nashville – we all expected to be pretty good. Get a result there. Struggled a bit at home, but weren't giving up goals early. So, you know, we got more ties than we liked early. And and then uh, 
you know, found a few wins, but knew, okay, you know, we, we can play with anyone. We, I think we, we, we kind of knew that after eight to 10 games, I think we felt like we can have a good team here. I, I don't think it was, I always say you, you can't win if you don't get it right at both ends of the field. I mean, Louisville, I believe, gave up one goal in their four playoff games. And when they needed to be stingy at the back end, they were. And, you know, they got it right at the offensive end. They, Although they only scored one goal in the final, they scored multiple goals in their other games. Um, so we're, we tried to push the offense as fast as we could and the defense from day one. It wasn't like it was a master plan. Let's just focus on the defensive side. And, you know, in a lot of ways, we, we, we spend more time on attacking, uh, on attacking things and in, in training way more because I, I'm of the belief that no matter what system we play, you can defend well if, everyone's willing to defend like if you're organized and and players buy into defending as a team you you generally can defend well um for sure some players defend better than others but you know if you have a lot of players that want to take shortcuts you're going to get exposed more you know and and i think that is my teams, I don't want players that don't want to play on both sides of the ball. So, okay, you know, we we may have, uh, you know, some players that <clears throat> are always going to do the work and maybe lack a little bit of that quality in the final third. You know, they may be athletic, they may be fit, they may be, you know, but takes all types of players right and I think you know we had a good mix of creative guys and ball winners and big guys and fast guys and thinkers and (laughs) all of these things are are blended together right and it's our job to you know to get the max that we can out of them as a group defensively as well as be able to keep possession when we need to keep possession outshoot teams, score more goals. You know, I always look at goal difference. You know, people talk about, you know, we scored four goals and we gave up three. Well, you know, ideally you're winning games three or four nothing and you're good at both ends of the field because when you play the better teams, it's usually going to be one goal here or there. And you got to be able to capitalize on your moments and, and, and be able, if you get a lead, to hold on to it. Um, and the games are going to be tighter. And I think, you know, we dropped some points because we weren't good enough early in the season offensively. I do think we got better. I don't think we were good enough at the back end, even though we got better, I think, you know, and, and we've made some – Difficult decisions, uh, but I think 
I was going to say, I mean, you guys, you guys finished this, this season what go, scoring nearly two goals a game, I think, in the last 10 games. It's it's practically two goals a game that you guys finished the season off with. So, and, I mean, it clicked offensively eventually, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, at 1-1 in Atlanta, we had the whole second half against a, an average team at best and left Atlanta with a draw, right? Right. We yeah. need we, playoff game. You know, our goals our goals were scored not by our front three, but by a center midfielder and a defender on a restart. And we had, I think, 19, 20 shots against Bethlehem, right? Yeah. Um you know, there's 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 things you know, Nico Brett very strong first half of the season. His goal production went down in the second half as as we may have gotten better overall but this year we'll want nico to be more consistent you know and 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 against the the bigger teams and but he didn't always get the service consistently he didn't always get the chances consistently right so you know we have to uh, be a little a little less predictable a little bit more creative. You still want to be explosive and have pace, but you also have to have uh, players. I mean, if you watch the game, you watch the games, but we had a lot of balls flying across that box in games where we dominated that we didn't get on the end of, of all those opportunities that we created on set pieces or crosses or, you know, there's balls bouncing around in, in penalty boxes. It can't just be Nico popping up on those balls. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm trying to give an insight here and obviously, you know, we have a pretty good grasp on what the group could and couldn't do. And, you know, I mentioned earlier continuity. You, bringing a lot of guys back will will always make the team a little bit better. Um, but I think change is important as well to reshape. You know how we attack. I I don't. I think we'll be um, a little bit more versatile in attack. This year, I think our ability to get on the end of crosses will be will be better. I think the quality of the final ball will be a little bit better. I think we'll have a few more options that can stick the ball in the net. At least that's the game plan, right? And I think uh, we want to be able to achieve that without turning into an average to poor defensive team. You know, we don't have to lead the league in goals against every year. That's not, it doesn't win you any trophies. You have to win more games than everyone else in your conference and hopefully in the league. And uh, generally the team with the best goal difference ends up somewhere near the top of the standings and, you know, if we're if we're fifth in defense this year and fifth in goal scored, we're going to be pretty good. You know, out of that many teams, right? 
So I think it's getting the balance right at both ends. And, you know, obviously we've, we've, we've focused a lot on, or we are focusing right now a lot on, on what we want to do to change some things up at the attacking end. We, we talked to Tuffy right after the end of the season and he mentioned how you basically didn't take any days off. Um, and I think that was a little bit evident by the fact that the Hounds were the first team to announce that you guys are bringing back 11 players. You know, with those 11 players and also with the announcement, obviously, that uh, you guys have signed Ryan James, who you've played or worked with previously. Um, right. From a fan perspective, in terms of what fans can expect this year, does this sort of crop of players um, mean that you can just sort of continue to implement what it is that we saw towards the end of last season, except just do it better? Or does this sort of give you some leeway to try some different things? Like what, what sort of identity do you think that well, we're fans gonna, can yeah, expect? We're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have 23, 24 on the roster as we go into the season. You know, that's, Maybe it's 22, but, you know, I don't see us going over 24, 25. But, you know, so we still have 10 to 12 signings that we'll, we will make. Um, obviously, if you look at the list, I mean, we let some attacking pieces go. So, you know, that that's a priority to us. And, you know, when you talk about Cristiano Francois and Romeo Parks, they're Good, they're good players, um, you know, and they had okay production, um, but they were dangerous when they played and teams had to deal with them and they were a big part of our success. So, you know, we have to replace those players and hopefully the mix of the players we bring in make us better offensively, you know, and that's, that's the challenge. Do I think our core values as a team will be somewhat similar? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm not a coach that plays, I I believe, in in the modern game. There's very few teams that play the same way every single time in terms of formation and personnel Um, because of all the video and the scouting I think it's imperative that you build some flexibility into your roster. You can have injuries. You can, you know, playing a home game sometimes when the schedule is crowded or wide open and playing a road game when you've got midweek open cup games, and you've got to be able to rotate and change tactics at times. Um, I mean, on on that point, Coach, I just got to say, I was loving how much you moved Tommy V around, especially in some of those big games like Cincy. It felt like you were just toying with them, like, oh, you think you're going to get this? Well, here, now I'm going to put him out wide. And it's like, wait, what? And, right. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm just waiting for Vonkizio to start in the net uh, at the, at the like, yeah. 2019 home opener or yeah. something, because, yeah, it seems like he's played everywhere. He's a, he's a good player, and you can employ him in a bunch of different ways. Same with Canardo. You know, and I try to build that into my teams. I think it's it's why teams struggle with us. They don't know what they're going to get. It's hard to scout us. They know it's not going to be easy to break us down. They know, you know, Pittsburgh can come in waves. Or when I was in Rochester, you know, they're they're capable of keeping the ball if they want to. They're capable of 
dominating a game, whether we're a top team or not. And you saw a lot of good teams come in and basically play for zero zero. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams, Charleston, Cincinnati, Louisville, just defend. You know, you're don't don't risk losing it. Just play long ball. I mean, we dictated a lot of games and ultimately a lot of those games we had the majority of the ball, the majority of the possession, similar to Man City in the premiership, a lot of games that the onus is on them to break down an opponent that's playing defensive, right? Um, And sometimes you have to do that at home when you're a good team. Louisville has to worry about teams bunkering in Louisville. Cincinnati sometimes has to deal with that or whoever, you know, and you, you have to be able to create chances, even in a crowded penalty box to take advantage of them and keep your concentration and your nerve defensively that you don't get hit on the counter. Right. But I I think we're always going to be trying to go forward we're always going to be trying to get behind teams and get at teams and create chances. I mean, we're not, we're not a team. I think there was one game and it was because we played Indy midweek, that game in Cincinnati uh, that I mentioned earlier that we lost two one. I mean, we had not sat that deep once all year, regardless of lineup, anything. One game last year, we sat deep in Cincinnati, frustrated them the entire first half, had some chances, got some good chances early in the second. Like I said, we missed a penalty. We Romeo ended up scoring. We're up 1-0, and we kind of had a makeshift lineup because of some injuries, and we rotated almost two different lineups out there between the two games, and, and – uh, I think we had Thomas playing left back. That's probably what you're referring to in Cincinnati, that yeah. game. Um, Ray was supposed to start, but he picked up a red late in the indie game. When, when I subbed him on, he was supposed to be fresh. So that was a last-minute decision. But, you know, we looked at it and we said, you know, right now with the lineup and where we're at, tough to open it up right from the start. They're pretty explosive. Let's keep a lid on this for a while. And we grew in confidence and, you know, we played really well, I thought for 79 minutes and it was maybe our best performance of the year on both sides of the ball. Even though we were only winning one Oh, they had had very few looks and we had had seven or eight, good chances. I felt like we were firmly in control. They had that little bit of edge uh, all year that they found ways to win. You know, that little bit of grittiness at the big moments to fight back and get a goal at a pivotal time. And, you know, and that's, that's what we're searching for this year. Cause I believe that's a quality that, that will help you win things. And I know Cincinnati didn't, ultimately win it but they certainly won a lot of big games over the course of the regular season and they almost they almost had it too easy they kind of coasted into the playoffs and and I think that's a dangerous game to play as well when you when you when you clinch so early to 
keep your guys sharp, knowing that now you got to start everyone's back on level terms heading into the playoffs. Um, but I think that that their quality offensively to find a goal when they needed it was always there. I think Louisville had that. That's what we that's what we want to to be able to attain here in Pittsburgh. Um, and I think that will go a long way because we have a solid group. And I think if we improve overall offensively, I think we're going to be, you know, we're going to be in the hunt. And there's a lot of good teams. It's like I said earlier, I think the expectation will be uh, high for us. I know I have high expectations. I know certainly Tuffy uh, does not hide his feelings about that. Uh, but I think the players were disappointed. You know, the guys coming back certainly know we had a good enough team to 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 make a deeper run than 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 what ultimately ended up happening. So, you know, I think they're anxious to get back at it. Um, you know, and it's our job is as an organization to, to make it interesting for the fans. I think it's to be there consistently, you know, if we know Pittsburgh is a city that has had a lot of success with sports teams and, and uh, certainly we want to be in the conversation and, and we have to be in the mix year in and year out. And, like I said, on the surface, you know, the culture has changed. The expectation has changed now. You know, it's one thing to be a good team uh, consistently. I, I think that's an accomplishment, but it's not the ultimate accomplishment. The The ultimate prize is to actually win uh, the trophy. <laughs> and, and that's obviously something we're going to keep shooting for here I mean I think Pittsburgh's been in the league long enough uh, 20 years if I'm supporting something for 20 years I'm hoping there's a payout somewhere and <laughs> yeah well, and, that, and quickly just the kind of, responsibility yeah yeah I mean just, just kind of a quick comment on that yeah I mean like talking about the expectation and everything I mean and you mentioned the city and the culture, you know, around the city and the fans and the club. I mean, it just it see it seems, especially listening f- to you and and Tuffy, and then also from the from the fans around the club and the city in general. I think, you know, this Pittsburgh thrives off of expectation. I don't think we I don't think we cower in expectation. I don't think it makes us worse. I think it's going to make us better. I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited about all the all the stuff that you guys are talking about and all the stuff that historically we've been through as Pittsburgh fans and all that kind of stuff. Um, but so quickly, just kind of wrapping this up, um, the season kicks off in, in two months. There's obviously a lot to do between now and then. Obviously, it sounds like you've already done a, a lot uh, since the end of last season. Uh, what's what's the schedule look like for you uh, during that time? And, and is there any word maybe on, on who we're playing in the preseason at this point? Yeah, we're, we'll have a release out soon to, to give people a heads up. Um, with our preseason schedule. So, you know, that's close to being finalized. Um, we had, you know, we had an open tryout in December and early December, and then we had another tryout. I think it was December 18th, 19th, which was an invite only. 
Um, we found some interesting players there. Uh, we're working on one of those contracts now. Um, a couple other players that we think are real close that we're trying to get, you know, a handful of those guys into preseason. You know, it's you could sign them early, but we're still going to see players down uh, at the MLS Combine. Uh, Hunter Hunter Gilstrap and Dan Visser going out to San Francisco for a combine out there. Um, I think the 11th and 12th of January. Um, we're going to have another invite combine of our own on January 29th and 30th. Um, we're, you know, the players will arrive February 1st and our first day of training is February 4th. Um, which is a Monday, uh, the physicals on, on the Sunday, the third, but you know, when I get back from MLS combine, everything over that next two weeks is, is trying to make wise choices on who we bring in for the invite combine, because we're, we're at 12 signed. I expect going into camp, we're we're more likely to be at 15, 16. We have a few things in the works right now. Um, but typically, we go into camp with 16 guys signed. We'll have, we'll have 10 or 12 players in on trial that we already like, that we've already seen, <laughs> you know, that we actually like them. And let's say we like two players in a certain position, well, I'm not smart enough to know who's going to be better just off of seeing them in a combine. Mm -hmm. But if I have them competing in February with our guys, generally one of them will, you'll like a little bit more. You may like one of them a lot more. Do you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, we'll have we'll have competition even in preseason, and you know if we're not finding exactly what we want, players will be getting let go from MLS teams at that time as well that are in MLS camps. You know, maybe draft picks that we saw at the combine they may get drafted. We can't get them in, but an agent's going to call me at when, when we're looking at some extra right backs and we're not crazy about them. And we're like, we still need a right back. You know, we got Dover. We need one more on the roster. Who's out there. <laughs> the phone's ringing off the hook all through February with players that have slipped through the cracks, whatever, you know, they, they get caught in a numbers game in an MLS camp, and some of those guys can flat-out play. And sometimes you pick up one or two players late that aren't here right from the start of training camp. But our job is to get 10 or 12 trialists in here that we think can play in USL, and ultimately maybe five or six of them will sign because they'll show they can play with Canardo or Joe Greenspan or and you you'll see it. The players will tell you just watching training. You'll see which guys kind of emerge. 
And now, you know, we signed Thomas late last year, and we knew when we were signing him, he's going to help us because he was doing it with our guys. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, well, let's sign him early and see what happens. It was was basically a final test for him to come in and earn his spot. And it's tough because players – are getting invited into other camps and you know so we got to do a little bit of selling you know pittsburgh great city and you know we have uh just had a really good season we are on an upswing you know you're 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 constantly trying to get the right players in get them in front of you and if we sign five or six now we're at 21 22 players and like I said, you know, you may add you may add a couple late that that get shaken free from uh, another another MLS team or even someone from our league. Maybe there's there's a player that's you know there's some very good players out there right now that we're obviously monitoring. Um, you know, with 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 our budget as well. You know, there's players that right now, it's not, you know, they're, they, they, they may be good enough to help us, um, but they help us more if they're at the right number, they're a better value and it allows us to steer that money in another direction. Do you know what I'm saying? We're trying right now to get to get good value uh, for every player we sign as well so that we have the depth, we have the quality. Um, and that takes time. You know, the, there are players that right now, their price tag nobody's biting on. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Their, their perceived value is very high. No one's signing them get two weeks down the road, some of those prices will start to drop because teams will be going into camp in a few weeks, you know, three, four weeks. Everyone started by early February, pretty much. Um, There are some teams starting a little bit earlier that are down South or they're going down January 24th, 25th, you know, but we're, we're still pretty early. I mean, especially for here, but Um, and we don't we don't open up. The league will open up on the ninth of March. Um, our first game is the sixteenth of March, so we we have one extra week before we open up, similar to last year. Yeah, yeah I mean, considering you know you're talking about really sort of just a waiting game at this point. I mean, obviously there's guys that you've, you've identified that you like and you're going to be bringing them in and things like that. As we get closer to the season, do you sleep at all? Like it just, (laughs) (laughs) no, absolutely. No, listen, I've been through it enough time. I've been through it enough times. I mean, it's not, you know, we're, we're still trying to find the best we, we have. Yeah. We have midfielders, forwards, defenders that we like right now but our job is not to just find guys we like and settle for them right find guys we like and if we still like them 
a month from now or as we go into camp and we've seen all the players we're going to look at in the next month and we still think we're the best or they're the best at their position, now we've made an educated signing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, my job is to get the best players. I'll say to agents all the time, I like your player. I just have a better option. <laughs> and it's not that he can't play in the USL. I think he can. But I, I want my job's to get the best player that I can and balance the higher salaries with the lower end salaries. And, you know, I have to, I have to make all those things work. I can take a player early and, you know, spend twice as much. And, and, and if I'm patient and I know what's out there and I've done a good job looking at lots of players and, and working and working them out at our combines or seeing them at other combines. And I know what's out there and what the level is and what we like. Now, when we go into camp or we go into our last combine in late January, I'm looking at notes and I'm having a conversation with Visser and Hunter saying, we really like so-and-so, and I think this guy's better. What do you th- – yeah, he's better. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we just jumped the level of our team. Now we know. Yeah. You know, once you've made those decisions, you're kind of locked in, right? So I think it's, you know, forcing the standard up as best we can. Um and I, and I think it's, but, you know, we, we do know what we have. We know our specific needs. So some of these signings we're making is because we know Ryan James. Right. I had him two years. I, he's, he's a good fit for what we're doing. He knows tactically. He can play a number of different positions. To me, that was a pretty easy signing to move forward. If we don't take him now, we will lose him. There's too many teams that will, will snatch him. I mean, he was gone before I even came to Pittsburgh last year. I had him two years in Rochester. Nashville had him signed before. And because of some different circumstances and how deep Nashville was, in my opinion, he should have played more at Nashville last year. Do you know what I'm saying? But oh, yeah, yeah. They had a successful season, you know, and and but I think uh, I think he was more than capable, and you know, he when Nashville didn't pick up his option, he reached out or his agent reached out, and I'm like, we need to we need to move on this. I'm not prepared to lose him somewhere else, and I think. Uh, you know, we we got a deal done. I think it makes us stronger. I think he's he's not just good <clears throat> as an outside back. He can play anywhere in the midfield if you need him. He's got an engine. He's tactically very smart. Um, you know, and 
he'll win for you. You know what I'm saying? He'll show up every day and practice hungry. And you don't you don't always get those players. And he's and he's very versatile, you know, he's two footed. You play him on the left, play him on the right. He's gonna handle it, you know, and he's three years into the league, you know, he's going in his fourth year, he's a good age, you know, he's he's someone that you know, logged a lot of minutes his two years in, in Rochester with me. Um, knock on wood, he doesn't come in and get injured right out of the gate, right? But um, there's some things like that we're working on, you know, and I think it's – but it's got to – you know, sometimes you can make all your decisions early, um, but I kind of know everyone's going to get better. And – I don't, I don't look at it as okay. As long as we're getting incrementally better, well, why do we want to get five percent better if we can get fifteen percent better? Like I, I don't like to take chances. So for me, it's like, you know, we're just going to keep evaluating, judging, putting our list together. You know, know where the market's at, know what it costs for this type of player, what it costs for this, where do we want to spend our money? Where do we allocate it? Uh, but at the end of it all, we have to have the pieces, uh, to put ourselves in the conversation. You know, we have to be good enough and we got to get some experienced guys in here and we got to get some young guys that, that can give us a season like Dabo or Thomas Van Kaisel. Those guys were very important to our mm-hmm. success last year. And they weren't Rochester guys. They were guys that we did our homework on and they paid off big for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. you got to find, we got to find some of those guys too. Cause they, 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 they bring a lot more than you realize. Yeah. Um, hopefully I was, informative in some ways no i, I was gonna say like I, I i mean if nothing else i'm i'm even more excited now heading into the season just sort of hearing all of these insights and obviously we appreciate all of the effort that goes into all of this and everything that you've shared um and especially at this time of year like you know we were talking a little bit off air you're obviously going to be jet setting around and looking at players and you're just really really busy so we appreciate you taking time to talk to us and talk to the fans and sort of giving us some insight into what's going on and and where we're at and sort of what we can sort of expect over the next month or two um so no we always love having you on um the conversation is always great thanks again for for joining us this evening and obviously best of luck with you know scouting players and and with the uh, with the combines you're going to and and uh, and filling out this roster. Thanks for having me, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. All right. Bye. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. If you're looking for more great USL news, head over to uslnews.com. Check out all the great articles and podcasts that are there and part of the BGN family. You can follow us on Twitter at Mongols and at WoMongols. Email us at mongols at bgn.fm. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon.